Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio this afternoon. Now, don't forget, you can find inspiration for an unforgettable Mississippi getaway over at visitmississippi.org. But our guest today found inspiration for her first novel, Cradle in the Oak, Miss Candace Cox Wheeler from Biloxi from an old newspaper clipping in fact so old it was back in 1906 and she is joining us today to share a little more about her book hey candace hi rebecca how are you today well i'm sad that you're not here because you were supposed to be in studio with us today on good things because of the mississippi book festival but the show must still go on but i know you're bummed that you're also not gearing up and headed out for the book festival too Yes, I am. I, I know that everybody who was going to the book festival, both the authors, the booksellers, and the readers, are disappointed. But I think, based on the numbers and what our hospital personnel are experiencing right now, it was the only thing we could do. Oh, agreed. And I think it's always a good time to maybe find us a new novel or a good book to read, settle in over the weekend, and just sort of disconnect uh, from the world that feels like it's falling apart. And going back to a very different time, which is 1906, which whereas your book kind of uh, kicks off or, or got its inspiration. So I read, Candace that it was inspired by a newspaper clipping. And I think this is really interesting. So share with us the story around that. Yes. Um, well, it all started when um, my husband's grandmother passed away, and she had this old trunk, and she always told everyone, you can't open that trunk until after I'm gone. So, of course, after her death, we were anxious to see what was in the trunk, and one of her great-granddaughters was going through the trunk, and she found this old newspaper clipping, and it was a clipping about um my husband's grandmother, and it was a story about how back in 1906, she had traveled by train across the country trying to locate her children, and um, the reason she had to try to find them was her husband had left with them and his young mistress, and she had no idea where to find them. So that was all the information we really had except for this. There was this real intriguing little paragraph in there that caught my attention, and it said, uh, handicapped by traveling alone across the country as a woman, she had cut her hair, donned masculine garments, and changed her name to Harry. Now, I found that really interesting. Yeah. I couldn't find anything else about it, so I had to kind of create something. And that's where the historical fiction part comes in. Well, Candace, I mean, it's one thing to for- sort of find a story about that, you being your, I mean, husband's wife. So this would be your grandmother-in-law, I guess you would say. How did your husband and the family sort of react to that, to know that Granny had this secret in the trunk in the attic? Well, I think they were surprised. They um, 
My husband comes from her second marriage, which would be the husband that she had after this particular husband. And the families back then would have a lot of years between children. So the children that were involved in this actual incident were older and had moved out of the house by the time my husband's father and his brother came along. And she just never talked about it. And she kept it hidden in this trunk. So it was, you know, one of those deep, dark family secrets that just never got out there until after she passed away. And then... You know, to me, it was an inspiration because she had done so much to try to find these children and at a time when women just couldn't get out and travel across the country. So it just, you know, I said, there's got to be something there that I can take and do some research on and find something to write about. And that was my inspiration. I had never written anything before, but this inspired me. Well, definitely inspired you. And then it set you on a quest to sort of to get to know Biloxi back at the turn of the 19th century, which I know you yourself, Candace, are a fourth generation, fourth generation native there of Biloxi, Mississippi. So what are some cool things that really stood out to you when you started to research your own hometown over 100 years ago? Well, Biloxi has such a fascinating history, and 1906 just turned out to be a year that all kinds of things were going on down here on the coast. We had the Biloxi Yacht Club was holding its regatta, where we had schooners built by Biloxi's master boat builders all meeting up at the Yacht Club and going on a uh, 15-mile course out into the Gulf and coming back, and um, we had... uh, it was the seafood capital of the world back then, and population was about 8,000 with all different types of nationalities. We had people from Switzerland, France, Italy, Spain, Nova, Nova Scotia, Germany, Croatia, Lebanon, Scotland, Poland, England, and Ireland. If you just can imagine all of those people coming down to the coast to start their lives and their families, and all of that was just getting started really good in 1906. Um, we had your basic food that we have today, the jambalaya, the gumbo, the pusheratas, uh, the tourists would be coming to this area by steam, coal-powered steam engines on boats and trains from New Orleans and areas all over the country to enjoy the hospitality and take advantage of our nice warm weather and beautiful coast down here and so it was that part of it wasn't that different from what we experienced today down here one of the things that caught my eye uh, candace i was over on your website looking at the tab inspiration and it was the 1906 june mccall's sailor hat and whatever is yes. that like the same mccall's that we all have um memories of our our, our moms making outfits out of does that, does that translate to the same you know mccall's <laughs> patterns it it was, and what's interesting about that back then in 1906 is they would have magazines that would come out, and they would be like big paper, like it almost looked like a newspaper of today, and it was called the McCall Bazaar of Fashions, and they would open up these things as they'd come out each week, and they would see what the new, newest fashions were, and then they'd go to their stores, and they'd get the you know, pick out their pattern number, kind of like we did when we were young with our parents, pick out pattern numbers and come home and they make their clothes or have someone make it for them if they didn't know how to sew. 
Well, I love that piece, too, because it definitely connected to just, I guess, our own sort of um, memories with our grandparents or our moms, but then also, too, connecting us back to our own state. I mean, there's so many of us who have our own experiences with the Mississippi Gulf Coast. A lot of us listening to good things, maybe you're from there. So I feel like, you know, being able to go back into a different time, but still visit places that we can see when we go to still visit. I mean, you have the lighthouse in there. You have the pier or the bridge in there. What other major sort of touristy attractions come up in Cradle in the Oak? Well, we have the um, Old People's Bank, which is now Elsie's Hardware, and that's on the corner of Howard and Lemuse in Biloxi, if you get down that way, right right across from City Hall, um, kind of um, close to that area. And the Bank of Biloxi uh, was where Bancor South is now, on the downstairs part, was the bank, and the upstairs part was the Ducate Theater back then. Uh, we have the Magnolia Hotel still around. The Reading House is still around. Mary Mahoney's was around back then, the old French house. Um, you can still get on Biloxi Schooners, the replicas today, with the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum. And that particular museum is just filled with things that inspired me to write this the story and it was so funny the more research i did and the more interesting things i found out about the coast during that time period i started writing i just kept writing and writing and writing and i had way more information than i needed so um my editor publisher joe lee was the one that kind of set me back on the right track and kind of convinced me okay let's get this plot moving along here candy you're kind of getting bogged down so that was how that all came about. But it sounds like you've thoroughly enjoyed the process of getting to know at least the environment and the atmosphere around in which your characters, you know, live out this story, which is found in Cradle in the Oak. And I think that that comes through. I think when you're enjoying the process and writing something like that, that's a big part of it. You should want to be researching it to the cows come home, so to speak, <laughs> before you start to really be able to, to share to share that story. And I know your grandmother, uh, your husband's grandmother who really I think inspired maybe the main plot she's not the only family member that sort of has its character representation in there so which other family members of yours maybe find their way at least fictionally speaking or inspired a character in the book right I have different like there's a section in there about a, um, a French Cajun family. You know what, Candace? I'm going to give you a pause on that. We're going to keep you over the break, and we're going to learn more about Cradle in the Oak, inspired by 1906 Biloxi, Mississippi. Author Candace Cox-Wheeler, coming up next.
You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well-child checkups to after-hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roads always say. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, along with Surrender Fire Ant Killer. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. It's midnight Cinderella, but don't you worry none. Cause I'm Peter Peter, the pumpkin eater, and the party's just begun. There's so many good things for you and your family to do here in Mississippi. Places for you to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org. And if you're headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast anytime soon, or maybe you're from there and that's how you're tuning in to good things, then I hope maybe you spot some of the places in Candace's new novel, Cradle in the Oak. Okay, Candace, so you did all of your research for 1906 Biloxi, which has completely got me interested. By the way, I think it should
should already be a movie, and I haven't even read the book. Um, just from just from hearing from what you have researched and about your um, husband's uh, grandmother. But let's get to, and I'd asked you about the other characters. We'll get there. But let's talk about Cradle in the Oak. What's the inspiration behind the title? Um, we have a lot of beautiful oak trees on the coast and throughout the state of Mississippi, but mainly along our coastline. And I wanted something that would depict our coast and at the same time be something that would um, go along with the novel. So I have a scene in the first chapter where um, the main character, Carrie, is looking out her window at the oak tree in her front yard, and there is a part of a branch that almost touches the ground, kind of like a cradle. And it was the spot where her two young sons used to sit and read their book or just play on that oak cradle. And when they disappeared, of course, every time she passed that tree in that empty cradle, she thought about her sons. And so that particular image stayed with me, and that's where the title came from. And then again, it comes up throughout the book and at the end of the book. So throughout the book, you've used inspiration from your own life. Obviously, it's your uh, uh, husband's grandmother. Say her whole name, because I had it down. And good Lord, back in the day, they we think that we have double names in the South. Hers took it to another <laughs> level. So how do you, how would you say her name? <laughs> okay, her name was Carrie Artemis Bosarge Barnes Wheeler, and her maiden name was the Bosarge. And then her um, first husband with the Barnes, and then my husband comes from the Wheeler. Okay. I'm glad. I was thinking, man, if we had to monogram that in today's society, you wouldn't be able to get it all um, all on a T-shirt or a towel. But but that's just different different times for sure. So who else in your family, Candace, maybe found their way into the book just as inspiration for a character or two? Um, well, I wanted to combine my family and my husband's family, and since this is fiction and I'm allowed to do those kind of things, even though that was not in 1906, that didn't happen until we got married um, in 1980, but um, what I did was the main character, Carrie, I have her family being a bears, which came from my side of the family, and um, they had the Cajun French influence that was so popular on the coast during that time period and still is here today. And I also used um, my great-grandmother on the other side, which was the Cox side, and um, she plays a little cameo role in the story. And one of the things I did, Rebecca, was with friends and um, historians that I talked to on the coast during that time period to get my information that I needed to write this um, novel, I asked them about their ancestors. And if their ancestors were here during that time period, I tried to include them in little parts of the book. And that made it more exciting for me, too. That's pretty cool. Okay, so you were a first-time novelist, Candace, and so you got inspired by the newspaper clipping, you know, that was found of your husband's grandmother. Did you? And you just said, "I'm going to write a novel." I mean, have you been writing, maybe journaling or short storying your whole life, and just never thought to commit to a novel, or was this just completely green thumbs going all in? Let's do a novel out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I've thought about it off and on throughout the years. I majored in journalism at Southern, um, and then I went on to law school, and I became an attorney. So I've spent most of my years, the past 40 years, practicing law with my husband. And I just, between that and raising two sons, hadn't found any time to sit down and actually write anything that could be a novel. But I often thought, you know, I'd like to try to do that someday. And then when this came along, I probably looked at this article for four or five years before I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to do some research on that time period. And, of course, once I started doing that research, I was hooked. How long did it take you to complete the novel once you committed to at least putting your thoughts on paper? It probably took me about three years. I love that, though, and I think it's encouraging to those who listen to good things and think it's too late for me, or maybe they still have a story going around in their head that they, you know, they would love to, to you know, put into words or, or put characters to it, and they just think the boat's past them or whatever it may be, and it's never too late to maybe to try something new or to get out a creative uh, outlet or, or to create a new creative outlet, should I say, even if you've never really done it before. Would you say that too, Candace? Yeah, I would. And what I've done is I'm still practicing law. So I, in the mornings, I spend my time writing. And in the afternoons, I go to the office and work there. And um, now I'm hooked. I'm already halfway into my sequel. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think once you get that writing bug or whatever it is that gets into your system and says, I want to do this, and then you, you know, you convince yourself that maybe you can do it, that it, you find something within yourself that just opens up those creative juices and gets you going. So if we're listening to good things and we've been looking for a new book to read, we need something that takes us away from you know everything going on today, how would you describe this novel to someone who maybe just was looking for an escape? Is it a mystery? Is it a thriller? I'm sure there's a love story. How do you best describe it, Candace? Um, it's kind of a combination of all of those things. Um, she, of course, is faced with, a, you know, a, a trauma. You know, this is a, any mother's worst nightmare. And she wants to go find her children. Her husband leaves her with no money. So she has to figure out how she's going to support herself so she can take this trip. And so she has to reinvent herself. And during that time, she comes across a lot of things that, you know, try to interfere with this process that she's trying to do. And, um, I mean, you've got everything in here from New Orleans Mafia to um, people who are around her who want to help her, people that she's not sure she can trust or not. Um, and it's... It's suspense. I think most of my readers have told me that once they pick the novel up, they're just kind of read and read till they get to the end because there is suspense through the entire novel till you get to the end. And there's a little bit of a surprise at the end. So I think it's a combination of all the things you mentioned. Even though it's fictional and it's not necessarily completely based off of your uh, your in-law story because she's not around anymore to sort of fill in the blanks, were they, you know, I guess they are. It would be a terrible question to ask you. Are they pleased? No, they're not pleased. But, I mean, were they excited to see that the story at least lived on, even if it's in the novel fictional realm? Yes. In fact, they're some of my biggest supporters 
they've really um, enjoyed the fact that this story is out there and that it is something I think everyone in the family is proud of what this woman tried to accomplish by going out and trying to track down her children. And um, even though we don't know all the details, there was enough information in the article to let us know that she did have to travel to the east coast of Florida. And so that's where I picked up and kind of did some more research into St. Augustine and Palm Beach and that area in 1906 and um, tried to visualize if she went to those areas of Florida what it would be like. Well, you've left us wanting more, which is exactly what you should do, Candace, particularly when you're talking about a novel, and that's Cradle in the Oak. So you're not here where we can come by and meet you centrally and give you a hug and get an autographed copy with the book festival being canceled, but how can we get the, can get a book? Okay, it's available at Lemuria Bookstore in Jackson, Impression Books in Flowood, and Lorelei Books in Vicksburg, up close to your area. And um, I will be at Lemuria on December 20th, along with a couple of my fellow authors with Dogwood Press, Randy Pierce, um, who recently wrote Missy, and John Floyd, who recently wrote Lighten Up a Little. And all three of us will be there on December the 20th at Lemuria. What about in the rest of the state? Are they in your local bookstores from Oxford or Tupelo, Starkville, down on the Gulf Coast? They're they're in Starkville, and they're down here on the Gulf Coast. We have them at um, the Seafood Museum. We have them at Hillier House in Ocean Springs. We have them at uh, Desport Seafood, the Biloxi Visitor Center, um, Lynn Meadows Discovery Center in Gulfport. And I'm sure I'm leaving some out, but I do have them all listed on my website, which is cwheelerauthor.com. All righty, Candace. Well, if you're ever in the central area, please stop by the Good Things Studio. We'll go back in time with you again, but I appreciate your time today. Okay. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate you calling me and talking to me all of this. It's very exciting for me to talk to you about it. All right. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 91. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 75. Your Saturday, 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. And for your Sunday, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny and hot, high near 97. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. 
DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs, from decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton, 144 Market Street between Neobella's and the Great American Cookies. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Mississippi's big Second Amendment tax-free holiday is coming up August 27th through the 29th. We'll be open all three days with a store full of guns, ammo, optics, and more. To make this weekend even better, we'll be giving additional discounts on all our tax-free items, not just a selected few. Lots of guns and ammo at great discounts. It doesn't get any better than that. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you there. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Biden administration is canceling billions in federal student loans. Lillian Wu with Fox has the details. $5.8 billion in student debt is being automatically wiped out for more than 300,000 Americans with disabilities, physical or psychological, that leave them unable to earn significant incomes. The move part of a broader overhaul of a debt relief program. Hope you're feeling lucky this weekend. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot has climbed to 256 million. A jackpot for tomorrow night's Powerball is at 290 million. Beginning next week, Powerball moves to three nights a week Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Tickets for the first Monday drawing go on sale this Sunday. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. My name is Michael Borky, and I'm vaccinated to protect my family and because I think it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and do your part to help Mississippi, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media. 
Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. that there are some great things to do in Mississippi from events to unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We have our movie critic in the studio with us this afternoon. It is Friday, so Tanya is here. You'll be proud of me. I saw the, um, oh, the squad, um, whatever. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Ah. Why that went out of my head. (laughs) I watched it last Friday night. None of the kids, they were at your grandparents' house, and my husband had to work, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, and I laughed. Good. I mean, I don't know if I would watch it again repeatedly just for fun but i wasn't disappointed that my time was spent watching the movie if oh, that makes good. sense yeah. yeah that's how i felt too i really thought it was a fun movie yeah i agree with that i mean it's not for everybody it's not family friendly you hit it on the nail with i wouldn't let anyone it's rated r for a reason yeah you can definitely tell that they're setting it up for possible definitely sequels with mm-hmm. that i appreciated the cast yeah and, and so i was like yes i genuinely laughed it's a if you need a comic relief and you don't have small kids in the house, enjoy it. We, I saw it on HBO Max. I streamed it from that way. So. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm liking all your tips. So what you got for us this week? Well, this week we've got a little bit different. Um, it is a PG-13 kind of sci-fi, a little bit of a whodunit movie, but it stars Hugh Jackman. Um, and it's called Reminiscence, and that's a really hard word for me to say. My southern accent can't quite get that out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he play, he plays Nick, and he is a detective, but instead of like going out and searching for clues, he's able to reach into people's minds with all these cool sci-fi technology to make their memories emerge to figure out what happened. And so... The the story picks up. They're in Miami, um, and Miami has flooded. Everybody's really down, depressed. There's been a war, so nobody's really happy, and they're relying on those memories. They're actually coming to him because another thing that you can do is you can visit your past for pleasure. So they like there's a scene that opens up with his best friend coming to see him. And he just wants to go back to a day where he played fetch with his ball, oh, with his dog. Oh, that's cool. Just cool yeah. stuff like that. And so anyway, he is uh, got a partner, um, and they're just kind of sitting there. It's it's very easy to see that they're struggling. They don't have a lot of business. Um, and Tandy Newton plays his partner, and this beautiful woman, Rebecca Ferguson, walks in, and she can't find her keys. 
And so she uses this service to figure out where she left her keys. Sign me up. I would need a I monthly know. subscription. <laughs> you can ask Rhino. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really yeah. cool, you know. So he was more than just a detective. I mean, he used it really to make money for whatever people needed it for. And um, so anyway, that's how he meets her. And they begin a romance she disappears, and so he relies on his technology to try to piece together what happened. So would you say, I mean, two thumbs up? Yes, I really liked it. Um, it is, uh, I don't know, it doesn't move super fast. It's not a really, I mean, it's probably about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, so definitely, I would say if you're just in the mood to just escape for a couple of hours, this is a good one to go see. Um, not there's one little action scene um, but not a lot of action it's mostly just drama you know you said it's pg-13 so is that a safe one for our teenagers like if you are having a family movie night or would you just recommend yeah i keeping think your older teenagers uh there was really nothing except violence that was really the main thing um and they're so used to seeing that now they can see that on the not <laughs> yeah <news>. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah uh, i thought hugh jackman did a great job as he always does um and then rebecca ferguson i thought was great tandy newton was great um and rebecca actually plays a singer in this movie too which i thought was funny i was having flashbacks to the greatest showman where she sang yeah, i was gonna say if we don't know names but we know at least characters that's his wife in the greatest showman right or yeah she was the lo- the singer that he took on tour <sighs> yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved him, but he did not love right. her. Exactly. So. He should have. He was married. <laughs> right. But it's okay. So now, though, you can have that sort of coming back into it. Yeah. At least knowing that they reunited. Is it just in theaters or is it streaming through? It's a also streaming on HBO Max for 30 days. So if you have that service, you could watch it from home. I'm hitting the jackpot with all of your records. Yeah. The only one I won't watch is the is the ones on Disney Plus that I have to pay the extra. Oh yeah, the 30 for. bucks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one that if you do feel like hey, you know, I really don't want to go to the theater. I think this is a good one to check out at home because it's not really one that has to be seen on the big screen. So what else is coming up? Um well, last week you asked me about new kids movies and as I was walking back to my office, I was like, I cannot believe but today Paw Patrol. Ah! It they have a movie out. Um, now my kids are a little too old. I kind of missed the whole Paw Patrol. I think it was cranking up when my kids kind of got through the cartoon phase, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, so this is just you know a, a full length feature film of the TV series, um, and it's got you know the voices of um, Ian Armitage, just a kid actor, um, Marseille Martin. Uh, Randall Park, who you may know from Fresh Off the Boat. So Kim Kardashian West actually voices one of the parts. So an interesting cast. Very. And I mean, I'm I have not seen this one, but I feel safe telling you if your kids love Paw Patrol, oh, yeah. you need to go see it. Is it and it would it be on any of the streaming platforms? It's not a Disney movie. It's not. I think it is connected to Paramount. So I think if you have Paramount Plus you can access it. I don't know if it's free or not. Um there's a lot of uh, who just said yes, but then oh at the same yeah. time because it's one of those <laughs> Paw Patrol's great, but it's like all of those other, you know, kids shows. You you've watched it fifteen bazillion times and so either you're vested with the character 
characters and you're like, let's go, or you're like, I'm going to do my mom due diligence, grab yeah. a couple kids and, and take them to. I think Paw Patrol, or I'm not sure now with the world, but it was coming sometime here to Mississippi in like a... Like a stage show? Yeah, like a stage show. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. those are so fun. I took my kids to see Mickey Mouse a few times with those live shows, and they're so well done. Mm -hmm. Disney on Ice is always a a popular one, too, when they get the opportunity to come. So is that the only two, or do we have any more movies? Yeah, that's really it this weekend in the theater. Um, Next week, there's actually a movie coming out called Together, and this one may be just a little bit too real for us right now. It's about a husband and wife being stuck together during quarantine covid like literally stuck together yeah. or in the <laughs> like in the same space because <laughs> you never know with some yeah. of these movies yeah that so, may be real yeah yeah so anyway yeah so the movies are cranking up you know now that we're i feel like probably starting well the next weekend labor day weekend we've got some big ones coming out um a marvel movie and the name escapes me something in 10 rings um rhino probably knows shang chi in the 10 rings yes thank you that one's coming out so that'll be something great to look forward to going back a few weeks i'm not sure if you went and saw it because we both tanya were under the um idea that probably we wouldn't see it but it was the scary one where they go on vacation and they start to what is it age Uh, backwards yeah did any did that ever make waves in the box office i mean i'm not paying to see it but i was just curious if that called on as sort of like a cult following yeah i think it did okay it didn't do as well it wasn't like a big number like i think black widow blew it out of the water i believe black widow came out the weekend before that it was called old um and so i think it you know people went to see it but just not in big numbers is black widow still out as an option to it is it's still out there so if you haven't seen it yet you still have time he said uh, rhino said old's budget was 18 million and it made 75 million oh so that's 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 good i'm always curious like what clicks with people that's you know when it comes to those really creepy kind of movies where it takes a special frame of mind to go watch like what lures people in because i see certain things like no thank you yeah well i think for him um m night Shyamalan, i think you know six cents just from that movie alone i think he's got a built-in audience everything he does people are going to go see because they loved six cents i mean that was like the first movie that ever had that big of a surprise you totally know? agree you get to the end of it and you're like whoa never saw that coming i mean now you do when you're you know you watch it but the first time you felt like you were completely wool pulled out from under you kind of experience yeah and then what was smart about it is everybody had to go see it again because they wanted to see what they missed and knowing what they know now they wonder then if if some of that old is people going back and rewatching it with a different perspective. Yeah, it could be. Because, yeah, won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take your advice and maybe I'll get in a little Hugh Jackman over, over the weekend. What was the name of that movie? It is called Reminiscence. Oh, sorry to make you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't do that on purpose, but <laughs> Reminiscence, because I couldn't say it either. <laughs> we always appreciate you, Tanya. Looking forward to you next week. Uh, but stick with us. We've got more good things for you coming up next. Just to stay away
COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. This is the closing agri market report. At the close, the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 34 to 93.10. March cotton was up 31 to 92.26. At the close, the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were down 29 and a quarter to 12.90 and three quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down 28 and three quarters to 12.95 and three quarter per bushel. December corn was down 13 and three quarters to 5.37 per bushel. March corn was down 13 and three quarters to 544 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 90 to 129.05. December live cattle was up 55 to 134.52. October feeders up 215 to 167.62. November feeders up 185 to 168.80. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 193 points, 35,087. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy. Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. 
Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And if you missed any of the show or any of the shows, really, you can catch them on podcast form. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, just search for Super Talk. In fact, you can subscribe to The Gallo Show, The JT Show with Gerard, In the Mississippi Minute, us here on Good Things, even the boys on Sports Talk, and man, all their other different sport-related uh, shows as well. Don't forget, too, you can always give us that five-star review at um, the end. But you can also get your best, the best content of Good Things and the other shows over on our YouTube channel. So if you like to go to YouTube, then just search Super Talk there and hit um, subscribe there. Yeah, I think it's the subscribe. Yeah, hit subscribe. And if you uh, are a super fan and you want to find out whenever we update, Data video, you can hit the little bell, little notification bell, and you can click all, and your phone will ding, the app will ding every time we upload a video. Or there's another one where you can just click the bell and go to suggested or whatever they call it, and it'll get the ones that the algorithm thinks you would like the most. I can't be the only one that just went to Superstar when you said <laughs> super fan. <laughs> that was a Saturday Night Live skit. Is yes. that correct? That I always get became a movie. And that became a movie. I always get that and Mad TV confused because I don't live in that world. So a funny skit's a funny skit, and I usually catch I it. I very well could have been Mad TV. I, like, I get those two confused a lot too from that time period when they were actually yeah, funny. They, they, yeah, they blend together nowadays. For is there even a Mad TV? Oh no, it's long okay. dead. You no, it's like what? I thought I'm not that behind. I think the magazine even quit being put out. Which it was Madden Magazine that had been around for years, and they finally decided, hey, we're going to do a, a sketch comedy TV thing. Didn't even know there was a magazine. <laughs> this is this is so my what? My favorite meme of the week that I have um, that I saw was uh, when I was eight. The eighteen-year-old me was as long as I get in bed by um, six, I can be up and ready for work by eight. And the now me is how dare you even suggest we start a movie at eight p.m. And so, and that's been the me for like a really long time. So the Saturday Night Lives, the Mad TVs, I'm the one that catches them by the clips coming up the next day because rarely, never am I up that late. And if I am, it's not catching something something um, on TV for sure. Hey, it's National Radio Day, which I thought was kind of cool. We appreciate all of you who tune into Super Talk every day on your local Super Talk stations through the good old radio. But I feel like we all have good memories and warm fuzzies of a radio somewhere in our childhood or lifetime. Um, you know, e- the older or the wiser, I try to use my words correctly, the wiser in years you are, the more memorable the radio is for you, but I don't. I think, regardless of who you are listening to good things, instantly you go back to something shared with someone or some memory through the radio, right? I mean, it's that one constant form of communication that's been with. Is it fair to say been with everyone since they've been born? 
that's listening to good things. I'm trying to think since back since like the 1880s. Yeah, so. you'd, you'd have to be <laughs> pretty old to have not been around when radio was prevalent. Correct. And so no matter who you are, more than likely you were raised with at least a radio or two in your home, in your car, and then you, that sort of you know gradually gets bigger as you know you get older into the different sort of sort of decades my one of my memories when you just say radio and you think of like memories of people my dad is one that whether he was in a shop in his uh, bedroom getting dressed in the car he always had the radio on low in the background you never he was unless he was in in the living room watching TV and still to this day if he's sleeping the radio's on low if he's in a shop working and twiddling the radio is on low never high like he never he wasn't a jammer outer in the truck or the car or the van whatever the radio was just on low it was like his background music to life always the same station always the same genre of music always at the same decibel and so when I think like what's your first memory of like radio it goes to dad and his constant background background noise. We'd travel, take a radio, couldn't sleep without it. <laughs> so what would yours be? Uh, one of my earliest memories at my parents' house in Tupelo is going in the laundry room, or one of my earliest radio memories, is going in the laundry room and there was, I believe it came out of a vehicle. I don't know which vehicle it came out of, but it was... A radio mounted underneath the cabinets in the laundry room that would just be tuned and turned really low, so it's just barely on as background noise. But it was, I remember it being there and being on any and every time I ever went into the laundry room. Yeah, it was just like background noise to life, static noise, sort of almost. We hope that we're more than just the background noise to your life, but we'll take that position, too. You really, you guys really do make good things great. Someone texted in and said, thank you for good things. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you uh, joining us here every day to take a little break from whatever may be weighing you down. But you got more coming up next with us. you got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back on Monday at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.